Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 289, How to Be Less Reactive. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Today's episode was inspired by a client of mine who shared with me her goal for our coaching together. And when I heard her goal, I thought, um, I sat with it a lot. I reflected on it. We talked about it. We'll continue to talk about it. Um, But I really wanted to put some pointers together for her. And as I was thinking about doing that, I thought this could actually be a great podcast episode. Um, I also know that a lot of people who listen to this show, or I think a lot of people who listen to this show are coaches or just are sharing this with people in their lives or family, friends, or people at work. Um, So I think from that perspective, this could also be really helpful, like just to get a feel for how someone can come to us with a goal or an agenda or a desire and and sort of how we can hold that and help point in a direction um, without clinging too much to the goal or agenda or desire. So I think that'll clarify as we as we go through this. So basically, um, my client's goal, and I'm I'm might be taking some liberties here. This is just my summary of it, um, based on on what she shared. Is that she she works in a job where all day long she's um, being handed problems to solve, and new challenges and all kinds of stuff is constantly coming up. That's new and you know very problem solving kind of thing. And she shared with me that what she would love is to be excited when she gets a new problem or a new task at work to solve that she doesn't know how to do rather than feeling how she currently feels, which I think she would say is, I don't know, kind of anxious, dread, insecure about it, hesitant, um, all of that. So she would love to be handed these things that she they're, they're not clear. They're not easy. She doesn't know how to do them. But she really wanted a feeling of kind of excitement around that rather than what she's currently feeling. So I've, the first thing I, you know, kind of hear in that um, is exactly what our mind does, right? Like we don't like how we currently feel. So so the mind without our consent and without our knowledge sometimes sort of paints this picture of what would be better, what would be the opposite of that, like how this could be instead. And in her case, it's like, oh, new problem to solve. I have no clue the first thing to do. I'm excited. I can't wait to dive in. And again, I'm, I'm exaggerating this a little bit. I'm not saying that her mind paints it like this for her all the time, but but just to see that in how how this how her kind of goal or her her desired outcome from our time together um, was sort of created in her mind, it's pretty specific. It's like I want that feeling instead of this feeling, right? So, and that's so understandable. Of course, we don't like this feeling. The mind tells us what the opposite of this feeling is, and it's something like that. And so now that looks like the new thing. And and so of course, when she shared the gold with me, we looked at this together, and I mention this and um 
and just said, you know, like, first of all, it's helpful to see like this really kind of points to what the issue is behind the way that she feels. So the way that she feels when she's given a new problem to solve isn't a problem in itself, but it kind of is to her. Like she doesn't like that feeling. She doesn't want that feeling. So already we're getting more specific. You know, it's like we're seeing what's behind her goal, which is that she's she doesn't love the feeling that shows up when she's at work a lot of the time. Um, so already in a sense, the goal has shifted quite a bit. And and she's on board with that because look, I, I, we can't, there's no amount of coaching that can make her feel excited when someone gives her a problem. And that's not really what she wants. I mean, that's sort of the best guess that her mind can do. The best picture her mind can paint is like feeling excited. But how how would you do that? How would you make yourself feel excited when you're given a problem? Even if you kind of could. Now, as I say that, I'm like, oh, I did that all through the 90s. Like you just tell yourself this is how I'm going to feel. And you think of things that match that feeling. And, uh, you know, so I'm not saying there aren't people that are trying to do this and even ways that we can sort of, sort of do it. But it's you you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. It's manipulative. It's um, very, very effortful. It doesn't really work even when it works. It's fake. <laughs> I mean, it's just by definition, it's fake, you know? So we're not going to take the path of, okay, every time, you know, you get a new project, you're going you're gonna to fake all this excitement and then we're going to hope that that sticks. That's not really an option. And she totally gets that, of course. Um, so given that we can't do that, we can't guarantee a feeling, what we can do is look at what is coming up. And what we can look toward is how can she feel less less angst about what is showing up? How can she kind of let whatever shows up, shows up, and and maybe just let that feel a little more fluid, kind of be more in the flow of whatever's arising when she gets these tasks at work. We can't promise that excitement is going to be on the other side of that. We can't promise anything. She's going to get what she gets. Whatever's going to show up is what's going to show up. But what I think, obviously, is so much more freedom, so much better, ultimately, and so much truer and so relevant to every single moment of our entire lives is just meeting what's here and being in it in a in a you know with with a different level of clarity with a different level of um feeling and leaning into it and meeting it in full immersion with it a, a completely different way of being with what is already arising rather than wanting or needing for it to be something other than what it is and when I share this with her, she's on board instantly because she knows, you know, she gets it. And and so I, again, this is what made me want to make this a podcast episode because we all know what that feels like, right? And it's so interesting to just look at your life right this minute and see, you know, what what shows up for you? What's showing up as like, oh, this is how I wish it was. Or if if this were this way, everything would be great. I mean, we've we've kind of seen through this. I'm guessing everyone listening to this has seen through this to large degree. You know, we know that the stuff that happens in the world and even the specific feelings that arise don't 
don't buy us anything. Like they're momentary experiences. Everything's coming and going. They don't mean anything. All of that. We get it. Yet it's all it's also very, very easy to keep chasing that to some degree. And it's really natural for the mind to say, don't like this. Let's paint a picture of the opposite. And now that's the thing that that should be happening. But you can get a feel, as I say that, for how that's just the exact same game. I don't want to feel anxious is exactly the same as I want to feel excited. They're exactly the same thing. I don't want to feel this feeling of dread is exactly the same thing as I want to wake up and look forward to my job every day. And it's hard to hear that because we're so conditioned. Now, even as I say that, it's like, well, who doesn't want to wake up and look forward to their job every day? And we're not taking that off the table. It's just that that's not, how can that be a goal in a sense that, like, it's very specific. We want to just see that that is also something that, the mind created and is holding out and saying, oh, if you woke up and couldn't wait to go to work every day, then you will have arrived. Then you'll be at peace. Then you'll have freedom. Then you'll feel like yourself. Who knows? There's something behind that, right? So so when I'm working with someone, there's always like that bigger sense of like, whenever there's something specific coming up, okay, that's fine. I'm not saying we have to take that off the table, but A, we can't make that happen. So we can't make her excited about every task she gets. And B, that's not the end. That's not as deep as it gets. Like, why do you want that? What's, what's, what are you really wanting here? And there's always a more direct way to lean into what we're really wanting. And here's the secret about that. That's because what we're, what we're really wanting is already. It is already here. It's typically covered up by our wanting of it, if that makes sense. So she might want peace and freedom, let's say. Let's say she just wants a sense of being okay, being exactly as she is. And because a mind can't figure out how to just be exactly as it is, that's, that's too immediate. That A mind can't do that. It's already 20 steps ahead of that all the time it has to paint a picture of what it thinks that would look like. You see that? So the mind's over here saying, oh, if you were excited, then that would be amazing. But, but that feeling of amazing, you know, that, that whatever's behind that, that bigger sense of just, just being who and what we are and just knowing that anything that shows up is okay and it comes and it goes and that sense of fluidity and flow and just like, okay, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fully face whatever's here and just be in life. Like that has no, there are no goals to get to that. Like that is, that is, it's more of an uncovering and all of our goals to get to that are partly what covers it. All of our seeking and where is it and why don't I feel this way? So frustratingly so, I, I get it. It's incredibly frustrating. But all of that seeking and thinking we aren't there and this isn't it and all of that is, you know, that's, that's a big part of what's kind of covering it. So, so I wouldn't send a client on a goose chase for excitement or for anything in particular because what they're looking for is already. It is what is. If anything, this is about relaxing into that relaxing into that. And in the meantime, like as we're relaxing into that, it can be frustrating because 
it's not like what we have to relax into is everything. What we have to relax into is everything exactly as it is, as it's showing up, which is not as as exciting as excitement. (laughs) If you, you know, to a mind, it's like, oh, I want to be excited about the next unsolvable problem that comes my way. That sounds great. But can you feel the anxiety that arises when you get handed a problem? Uh, I can, but I don't really want to. Can we just go to the excitement? Well, we can't. (laughs) Unfortunately, we can't. But we can get to something that ultimately is probably much better and definitely much truer than that excitement. But it comes through the path of meeting life as it is in every single moment. That's the path. So I hope that makes sense. So when I shared this with her, when she shared her her goal with me and and we looked at this a little bit and said, well, listen, you know, I, I definitely can't promise you excitement. I don't even know how that would work or how that would look. But but can you see the benefit of meeting what is here and feeling more fluid and less reactive and, and maybe even wanting, you know, not caring so much what feeling shows up and that type of stuff? Um, she absolutely could. And she's fully on board with that. So that's kind of our new goal in a sense. And that's what... Um, and that's what brought me here because now I'm reflecting on this for her. Now it's like, okay, how, how, how do I need to point? I have several sessions left with her. How do I need to point um, what from, from myself, from knowing humans and from my conversations so far with her, what would be helpful for her to see that maybe she's not quite seeing um, that that's going to help just kind of be in exactly what's showing up as it's showing up. That's the kind of stuff now with this sort of newer goal. It's not really a goal, but you know, a different direction in mind, framing the rest of our sessions. That's what I sit and reflect on. Um, so in doing that, reflecting on that for her, a few things come up. You know, how how do we find ourselves less impacted or I guess less feeling pulled around by, less at the mercy of of whatever thought feeling experience is arising? How does that happen for, for someone, for any of us around anything? Now this has nothing to do with work anymore. It has nothing to do with problem solving. Never really did we've honed in on the real thing as there's a feeling that shows up that she doesn't like. So how do, how do we, what do we do with that? And again, not the, not necessarily the answer that a mind wants, but I think it's pretty clear. Obviously what we do with that is we feel it because we know that yes, her mind is saying, I do not like this feeling. I don't want this anymore. But her, her mind is saying that. Her, this is not the feeling's fault. There's nothing wrong with feeling. There's nothing wrong with what comes up when she's handed an unsolvable problem. Nothing at all wrong with that experience. But her mind doesn't like it. It says that's wrong and we shouldn't be feeling this. And then it goes to work trying to feel other stuff. 
So we want to feel it and we want her to feel it and we want her to see, look, the issue isn't in the feeling. Because if it looks like the issue's in the feeling, then of course, it's just going to be avoided. And then we all know what's going to happen, right? Our mind's going to say, no, I really can't feel it. This feeling's horrible. And it's going to hatch this big plan to feel excitement instead or to do this or to maybe retire early or to find a different job. And it's going to go way out of its way, constantly talking, constantly scheming to try to avoid that feeling when all the while that feeling was never the problem. So I can tell her this over and over, and I probably do, but I don't expect that to do much. She has to feel the feeling. She has to feel. That's, that's like full immersion in what is here is what helps. And, and I mean, that gets my wheels turning too of like, oh, okay, so I know that. She knows, she knows that too. She knows that intellectually. But there feels like there's this energetic, you know, kind of almost biological like barrier that can come up for us at times. Like it's just old. We're not doing it. She might even say, I'm totally willing to feel. But then sometimes there's just like a clenching, you know, there's a, there's like the mind just gets super loud and, and we are feeling that's, that doesn't mean we're not feeling in those times, but how, how can this is again, just where my mind's going is like, all right, take this even deeper. Like what's the best I can do? Like, what can we do to help her just relax into sensation, into what's actually there. And when I think about what, why we don't do that, you know, I think for sure, again, I do believe a lot of this is just learn, like body mind learned. I don't even mean intellectually learned, but body mind learned. It's just, we learned very, very, very early that feeling is supposedly dangerous. And then the body just clenches and tenses and kind of refuses to go there. And the mind helps a lot by talking and hatching plans and doing everything minds do. So this this whole process kind of just happens. It becomes a, a body-mind habit. But that said, um, I do think a lot of this is kind of, you know, beliefs that that feeling is dangerous, beliefs that this is personal, these are, you know, really kind of the personal thing is huge. That when she's handed a problem at work and then there's this physical reaction that happens, some sensation happens in her body, the way the mind comes in to interpret that sensation is with a bunch of old stories. What if you fail? What's going to happen if you don't know how to solve this? Look at how you feel once again. Once again, here you are in your job, you're given a problem and look how scared you are. Look how horrible you feel. It really is time to retire. It really is time to find another job. All of that and much, much more is, is going to show up. And that's what we want to kind of slow this process down in a sense enough to be able to really see. The, the clenching, the physical little grip that happens, that little gripping that happens when she's given a problem, that's beautiful. Feel it. There is absolutely zero suffering in that. There is zero pain in that. That's what we want to keep looking at together so that she can kind of notice, oh, here's, here's what happened physically. And to sit in that, and I would say maybe even sit in it all the way through. And what I mean by that is like 
just sit in those sensations until they're gone. That's not going to be hours. It's probably not even going to be minutes. Find your little clench, your little grip, your little trigger feeling physically and and notice the sensations of it, the energy of it, how it how it plays itself out in your body and just be in that feeling, like just explore it, swim in it, be be in the, those sensations until they're gone. Feel it all the way through. There's nothing to do while you're feeling it. Just be there. Just be there in it. Look at it. Look toward it. Allow it. Like, you know, these are all just concepts. You're not really allowing anything. But it's openness. It's being receptive to it. It's a softening. Soften around it and just be in the experience of it. If you want to talk to it, talk to it. Say, oh, there you are. I know you. You can be here. I'm just going to hang out with you as long as you want to be here. Again, it's not going to be hours or days. So that done a lot whenever we can do it is massive. And in that, in that feeling of, of, oh, I feel these sensations and I'm just here and you can be here and you can do whatever you need to do with most of our attention in the sensations, a little bit of attention can still be in thought. And that's where we can start to notice what comes up. So, so that tightening happens and her mind says, for example, um, you're probably going to fail at this. What, what are people going to think if you can't solve this problem or what's going to happen if you can't solve this problem? How are you going to feel about yourself if you can't solve this problem? And she gets to kind of notice, oh, that's, the, that's the, the mental part of this. There's nothing personal in this whatsoever. This has nothing to do with her. There actually being a problem if she can't solve the problem. This has nothing to do with job security. This has nothing to do with her her capability. None of that. Those are the explanations that come up in a moment to try to distract from that little bit of sensation that's happening. So we just feel the sensation and we just notice those explanations. And the more we do that, the less personal this all feels. So in doing this, what really starts to be seen is what I'm saying is kind of how impersonal, but but it's but it also is personal. And what I what I mean by that is um with this particular person, in this and these are not her beliefs either. These are absolutely universal beliefs, but this is the case for pretty much everyone. There was some stuff when she was a kid that she remembers that, um, you know, siblings could could do certain things and maybe she was the one who couldn't or or siblings couldn't do, you know, we can substitute any details we want in here. It's all super universal. Siblings um, couldn't do certain things and, and it was all on her to be the one who could do them. Um, that's the exact same story. <laughs> So seriously, if you have siblings, like either you were the, they were the good ones and you were kind of the disappointment or they were sort of a disappointment and all the pressure was on you to not be. I I promise you, that may not be like a prominent story for you. This is so boring. This is like everybody on earth. There's just this dynamic here that happens psychologically where some conclusion like that is drawn. 
and or like, you know, there was that time when you really made mom and dad happy or there was that time when you really disappointed mom and dad and we either need to keep on making them happy because that felt so good or we need to make sure to never disappoint again because that felt so bad. This has nothing to do with her parents, obviously, at this point, but it doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. The feeling that came up when you disappointed mom and dad is the same feeling that's coming up when someone hands you a problem to solve at work. It's the same energy system. It's the same like, this. you just, you don't have to recognize that. It doesn't matter. Just feel it. It's the same ball of energy that comes up all over the place in life. And the reason it kind of keeps coming up in every single area of life is because we keep pushing it away and trying to outthink it. We keep trying to solve for it. Well, let me just get better at my job. Then I won't have to feel that. And then everything will be easier. Like, or just feel it. Because getting better at your job isn't going to make that feeling of disappointing mom and dad when you were five go away. It's really not. It's, it just doesn't work that way. What's going to make that feeling go away is feeling it. The feeling goes away when we feel it. <laughs> it doesn't go away when we push it down with one hand and then get busy in the rest of our lives trying to compensate. That, that's never, never worked. So all of this stuff, the stuff, the feelings that come up that we are doing everything in our power to avoid unknowingly, unconsciously in, in a lot of ways, they need to be felt at the sensation physical body level and as we do that, we get, as we're feeling, we have a little more bandwidth to notice some of the beliefs and stories and memories around them. And the beliefs and stories and memories, although they have a personal flavor to them, the context and, you know, memory is about you, apparently. It's a very personal feeling thing. What I really want you to get the feel of is there's nothing personal, <laughs> nothing personal about this stuff at all. Every single human on earth felt powerless as a child. And now we have all kinds of stuff we've done to, to defend against powerlessness. If you're 100 years old, I'm sure on some level, your mind is still trying to help prevent the feeling of powerlessness that happened when you were two. It's powerlessness and it's unlovable, not good enough, which really, I don't know, maybe... Maybe we want to be good enough and lovable so that we have more power, but maybe it's its own thing. It doesn't matter. This is all very conceptual, but you kind of get the feel for that. Like there, it's very, very essential. I mean, we all are, we're all exactly the same. Psychology works in the same way. It just spins it into these really personal feeling stories and we think we're the only ones. And it's just such a joke because we're so not. <laughs> it's all exactly the same stuff. So, so that's one way. So anyway, as I'm reflecting on this for her, like, wow, let's, what can I do to help her? Where can we point in our time together so that she really starts to like lean into and fully welcome what's showing up? Part of it is it has to not feel so dangerous. And part of what helps it not feel so dangerous is seeing how completely impersonal it is and also feeling it. Even if it feels personal and dangerous, feel it anyway. Like, but, but I'm, you know, obviously trying to make that as easy on us as possible. 
So we want to see what we can see about it, but only because, not because the insight itself matters, only because when it looks impersonal and a little safer, we're more likely to actually lean in and feel it and to, to go into the body and to explore it and to see what's there. And that is what starts to break this whole thing up. When she can be handed a problem and feel a wave of dread, and feel into that dread and feel it all the way through until it goes, this is not going to be an issue much longer and we don't have to bring in excitement or anything else. So part of the dangerous piece is, again, if it feels personal, there's of course going to be this clenching and resistance and it's all that's all happening on some habitual body-mind kind of energetic level anyway. I'm not suggesting that we're doing that. Although I do think kind of being aware of it helps a lot that maybe we can purposely kind of lean in, in a sense, to the extent we can. Uh, But also, like, I think the root of this dangerous feeling, of this feeling dangerous, like, I don't want to feel this, is when it feels like it's happening to us. Like I'm me over here and there's this wave of anxiety or dread or insecurity or whatever judgment that comes through and it like knocks me down and I can't handle it. I can't handle that wave. When it feels like that and it does for us when we feel like we're separate from life, that is what makes it feel so dangerous. And of course, all these natural defenses come up to try to protect us from that. So when identity shifts enough to where someone doesn't feel like they're a separate me in the world, most of this is taken care of. But until or if that doesn't happen or until it happens, I think what we can do to kind of lean into this more and more is like, you know, again, imagining like what what we're doing here is becoming these feelings. Full, full, full immersion. It's not, it's not anxiety or dread happening to you. It's absolute full immersion becoming what is here. So when that feeling shows up and we go into those sensations, it's not so much, and you might have to work toward this and it's fine. It's, it's not like a big thing. I just want to put it out as like a, a way to hold this. Like it's not so much like, oh, here I am and I'm going to sit with my anxiety my coach isn't going to, you know, help me get excitement. It sucks because I'm, I'm investing all this time in coaching and I have to sit with feelings that I don't really want to feel. And I have to sit with feelings I don't really want to feel, right? There's that whole separation. But, but we want to take that separation out. And this can feel very scary to the mind as I say this, of course. But this is the full immersion that really shows us, oh my gosh, this is not at all what my mind says it is. Be the anxiety, be the dread, be it. You are it. I mean, truly you are it. There's where, wherever, where are the lines? Where's the boundary? Where do, where is there a you? And then now there's a feeling and, oh, now it's coming into me a little bit. Like all of that is just the mind conceptualizing this, holding us apart or trying to hold us apart from experience. The mind trying to hold us apart from life. I'm over here and that feeling's creeping up and I don't want it. So there's this whole imaginary pushing away and moving away or maybe move or even moving toward, even as we talk about leaning in, that's all imaginary too. But, but, but the thing, like, I, I mean, words 
can't really capture this, but it's like when something is here, you are it. There is no you that it's happening to. And just to kind of feel into that a little bit, feel into what that's like to just like, you can do it with a, with the safer kind of feeling. Like say you feel a little bit tired or a little bit hungry or just a little bit crabby or frustrated. Just be that. It's not happening to you. It It is, it is just what is and like that full immersion. And I know we can do this kind of conceptually, but again, when we're in the body, when we're in the felt sense, when you're noticing like, where's the sensation of frustration? Where do I feel that physically? And then it's just like, the the where do I feel it starts to just kind of dissolve and melt away. And then before you know it, all there is is this sensation. It's not even frustration anymore. The mind might still be talking and labeling, that's fine. But there's just the absolute kind of becoming this stuff. So this has nothing to do with logic. It has nothing to do with um, like, oh, well, I know that this doesn't really mean anything about me. It has nothing to do with like, oh, I know that if I can't solve this problem, I'm not going to get fired. Like, of course, you know that. We, we know all of this. We don't need to convince ourselves of what we already know. We don't need to convince ourselves of anything. This is not a logical thing. It's more than on, on just on some very deep body-mind level, it seems dangerous and personal and it feels dangerous and personal and it does for everybody. You just have to see that you're not unique in that either. It just does for everybody. But what we all get to do with that is is feel it. Lean right in and feel it and become it and explore it. Be curious about the sensations of it. And in that, again, it's much easier. When we're, when we're fully immersed in these sensations and we're just here in the felt sense of life, another sensation is thought. Thought is just like another sense, you know? So you will notice your mind talking and that's not a problem at all. But that's where you get to, in my experience anyway, it gets so much easier because you're not identified with that. You're fully in life. You're fully in sensation. So it's almost like thought feels even more like just ticker tape. It's not so grippy. And you can really meet that with curiosity too. Like, oh, what what are the memories showing up? What was that? Ooh, what is that image? What is this reminding me of? And I'm not saying asking those questions, but noticing. You'll just notice it. So for my client who has this goal, she notices just in her everyday life, a lot of judgment coming up. So in this sensation, I'm sure there's going to be judgment. I mean, that's kind of what she says her whole the whole thing is, right? It's like, I don't, I'm given a problem that I'm not really sure how to solve. There's judgment of herself. There's fear of judgment from other people. There's all kinds of layers of that. And, you know, again, it doesn't really matter. It's not like we need to pick apart every thought to analyze it. There's no making sense of any of this. But there's just like the more physically immersed we are, sens- sensorily immersed we are in the senses, the more thought, which is just another sense, is also going to be there. And, it, and it's just something we can also look toward and just see see more about. This is how she, this is how this all changes. Like this is how she gets her goal. How when she's in this place of like, ooh, I'm going to, I can't wait till the next problem shows up for, that's given to me. And 
when that, when whatever shows up, anxiety, dread, wanting to run, wanting to quit her job, whatever that is, I'm going to just lean in and feel the sensations of that and check it out. It doesn't take that long. That's the one thing that's probably never really happened for most of us. And not that we haven't felt it because we do feel stuff, obviously. But it's almost like, you know, we're peeking through our fingers. It's like we're, we're feeling it with one hand with our eyes closed and then the other hand's also kind of pushing it away at the same time. And obviously that's a metaphor, but it's just like, there's a sense of like, eh, I feel this and I really don't like it and I really would want to do something else instead. Excitement would be better here. But, but And that's fine if that shows up. Even now, after she listens to this, and that might still show up. That's totally fine. But then that's the thing to meet. And it's like, oh, look, I still don't. Like, look at how excitement keeps coming into the picture. Isn't that interesting? Look how I feel in and then I pop out and I start thinking about new jobs. Isn't that interesting? There's only stuff to explore here. There's absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong in anything that's showing up. Nothing that's even painful. She's feeling pain. We do feel, we feel pain. We feel suffering around this stuff. But what's showing up isn't painful. Suffering is not show is what suffering is not what's showing up. What's showing up is just life. And when we explore it, we're just exploring it. And when we, you know, think it's a problem, then then it feels like suffering. So I hope you can kind of get a feel though in this of like, wow, this is how anything can come across her desk. Anything can come her way at work. Anything can come her way in life, which is what we're really talking about. And and there's like this leaning in that just pulls us through. It's like, oh, okay, well, I can feel that. And then the mind doesn't have to stay fixated on what needs to change. Each clenching down, each little bit, each little thing that feels like a trigger is this little love letter saying, hey, come feel this. This is what you asked for. This is what you wanted. This is what you signed up for. It's not the way at all that you thought it would look or feel, but this is what you wanted. Come feel this. It's like life is constantly saying that to us with every little bit of suffering, every little bit of feeling. Hey, this is, you, you want to see something? Come into this. Don't push me away. Come right into this. I'm, I'm here to show you something. So this is what we'll do in our coaching and she'll listen to this and we'll talk about it and we'll, we'll troubleshoot in a sense this as it happens, you know, meaning she'll go on with her day and her life and she'll lean into what she can lean into and she'll just do it with curiosity and then she'll let me know what comes up and then we'll, we'll look at that together. Nothing really to figure out. There's some discussion along the way and a little, you know, kind of troubleshooting as we go through it. But there's nothing to figure out. It's so simple. It's just, it's just feeling what's here. And life already, you know, again, because there's nothing that needs to change. All, all of this is unbelievably fluid as it is. Even for us to, to say this feeling is a problem and I want this other feeling instead, our mind has massively taken something that is incredibly fluid and has carried it around and conceptualized it and, I, and identified it with us and identified us with it and has kind of owned it and turned it into something that now we need to do, do something to solve. And it just isn't that at all. So in this very moment, 
she told me this goal a week ago. I mean, who? it's done. It's gone. <laughs> like, unless her mind wants to bring it back and keep looking at it, like, it, like this moment is completely fresh. This goal is completely irrelevant at this point. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to come back up because she has a mind that likes to repeat things and that's fine. So we'll... We'll keep looking at it in real time as it comes up. But but see that too already. I mean, it's so funny that in a sense, our, her goal, my goal for her is to feel into the fluidity of things because it's so unspeakably fluid. It's done and over with already. We just sometimes, you know, we want to look toward that because that's easy to miss because just because the mind is so all about continuity and time and but there's, there's nothing but fluidity here. There's nothing but constant change and resilience and just feeling here. So all we're doing is just looking at life exactly as it is, as it presents, rather than how we think it should. Would you like to be part of a supportive, loving community of like-minded people exploring the big questions in life? Would you like a place you can turn for personal support on anything you're struggling with at any time and get support from several certified change coaches? For the first time ever, my incredible Little School of Big Change community is now open to anyone, even if you haven't been through the six-week Little School of Big Change course. It's a place to see how things like anxiety, doubt, habits, and insecurities are actually incredible gifts. They're here to wake you up. To join us in this community, please go to dramyjohnson.com slash the community.